The Talking Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Luaf Press. Get 15% off all football titles with the code TALKINGFOOTBALL. You can also use the code UK15 for free UK shipping on orders over £15 and International30 for outside the UK for sales over £30. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 55 of the Talking Football Podcast. My name's Derek Clark and every week we try and bring you a top class interview with some of the biggest characters involved in the game. This week it was an absolute honour to chat to one of the most skillful Dutch players in the 90s, a guy who came through the legendary Ajax youth system under the watchful eye of Johan Cruyff. He enjoyed success not only in Amsterdam but also with the Netherlands where he would feature at Euro 92 and the World Cup in the USA in 94. He would go on and star in Serie A for Foggia and become much loved at Nottingham Forest. Is of course Brian Roy. I'll never forget watching him score an absolute beauty against Scotland at Hampden, and it was a real delight to get him on the podcast. As well as looking back on a great career in the game, Brian also talks about the Black Lives Matter movement and gives us his opinion on the recent events that have been unfolding. He was a brilliant guest, as you'll soon find out. So sit back and enjoy this week's episodes of the Talking Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Football Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to say we're joined this week by a man that needs no introduction, former Ajax, Foggia, Holland and Nottingham Forest star Brian Roy. Brian, thank you very much for joining us. No, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to uh, speak with, uh, with, uh, with my fellow uh, Countrymen, English fellow countrymen. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be del- yeah. delighted to hear your voice, Brian. How, how are you getting yeah, on? I had, I, had su- I had such a good time in Nottingham. It was such a good time. Yeah. I had so much fun. Be every single stadium uh, where I played, so much respect for all uh, for all players, also for uh, the opponent. You know, the English uh, fans are terrific. Yeah, yeah, they certainly hold you in high regard, Brian. Of course, there's a couple of issues affecting the world at the moment. Before we look back on a great career in the game, in terms of the coronavirus, how are you, how are you keeping? Yeah. Are you staying safe? Yeah, I'm staying safe. I'm, uh, yeah, my family's safe. Uh, luckily, my parents, uh, you know, they're 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 safe. They're healthy, and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm blessed for that. Yeah, and my kids are good. Like it's now 20, 24 and 26. My son from 24 is born in Nottingham. Wow. And uh, he's okay. He's okay. Excellent. Fantastic. And of course, the, the other big issue at the moment is the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. I know that the Premier League players are donning the, the Black Lives Matter on the back of their shirts and they're taking the knee before games and what, what have you. What, what, what's your views on that at the moment? Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I'm maybe one of the few who has a bit of a different standpoint uh, in that and you know what it is if you if you dig into the black history yep. and the political political history in America and you find you know you find how how then you can uh, you can uh, yeah you can turn back to what's what's happening now and then you see what's happening but then first you have to do research into the black history of America and the political history of America yeah. after slavery. 
or before slavery even. And then, you know, there will be in place. And that's my, that's my opinion, you know. You know, institu- institutional, dis- institutional discrimination is still a fact yeah. all around the world. But racism is a political ideology. Yes, yeah, exercise from the top of this world. Yeah. So, and everybody should really research into that. You know, I'm a black person, and I don't like institutional discrimination. Yeah, so that that means actually that you know black people or people from another country have difficulty to get jobs or to grow to another uh, uh, business inside. You know that that happens. But racism is a total other thing. No, no other, no kid in this whole world is born racist. Yeah. So that's why it's a political ideology. Go and do research inside of that. At a personal level, Brian, did you ever in- encounter any of that when you were playing football at all? Did that ever affect you? Yeah, but you know, but uh, football is emotion. Yeah. And also, your public likes to distract you because. They want their, uh, their their team to win, and that's that kind of discrimination. It's not racism. That's discrimination. You know. Yeah. And you know, okay, that happens. You no, know, but that's emotion. And I bet you all those people uh, who try to influence you inside uh, such a stadium due to uh, giving black people stick in a stadium when they're when they're at home. They think, hmm, that was not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That was not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and I don't believe, I don't believe that in society that's, that's, that's not a lot of racism. Racism is a total different thing. Yeah. That, that you want to kill black people of the color of their skin. You know, and that's, that's, that's something that's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's in a political issue to, to, to divide, to divide black and white. Yeah to make sure that they can push their political agenda fully through. And that's what's happening now. So black and white should stick together and see through the game. Yeah, I love all colours. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. And let's look at the career then. Fantastic career in the game. When you were born in thank the, you, thank you. When you were when you were born in Amsterdam, of course, growing up as as a young boy, we, did you always have a, a ball at your feet? Were you always playing football? Yeah, yeah. My 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 mom got crazy of me when I was like from my <laughs> second year old to my fifth year old. I was of course I couldn't I couldn't play I couldn't play outside on my own. So my dad gave me a small ball. So I was kicking a ball all through, through the through the, through the living room, and my <laughs> mom was with me. My dad was working, so she got crazy of me the first couple of years. But when I was five, I got my uh, first ball. It was a big size, you know, yeah. like a big size for, uh, for uh, and and uh, like a size four or so, something was that. And so I could go out and play outside. And uh, since he gave me that ball, yeah, I'm now a happy man, having <laughs> had a, a, which had a very, which was very happy with his career, having a happy life. So I'm very grateful for my parents that they always supported me. And uh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, and of course, when you when you were playing as a as a young boy, Holland had one of the best teams of all time back then. Did did you have yeah. any, any role models? Did you look up to these guys? 
Oh yeah, of course. You know, I, I, I had uh, Gerald Vanenberg as a role model. Yeah. I had Marco van Basten. I had Ruud Kroll. Yeah. There were so many role models. And yeah, but by my yeah, my master is Jan Kraft. And since I was twelve, I got to know him because he he he, uh, he scouted me. Yeah. From this uh, amateur club Blauwit, he saw me play, and he, he asked my dad, "Is your is your son willing uh, to play for Ajax?" <laughs> and my dad said, "Yeah, yeah, why not?" Uh, he had no clue. He knew what Ajax was, but <laughs> he had no clue that through through youth, through the youth of Ajax, you, you could really get into the first team. He had no clue. <laughs> it was all fun. It was all fun for my mom and dad. So yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's how it went. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, my biggest role model is uh, is John Kraft. He teaches me everything, everything, every single thing yeah. about football, about the discipline inside football, inside a team, and and that discipline I also execute inside my life now. You know, and mm. uh, it's very simple. He took football and life very simple. And uh, that was his strongest, uh, yeah, I attitude, I call it vision. That was the strong side inside his vision. And it's not for nothing because his vision is still executed by the best coach in the, in the world, and that's Giuseppe Guardiola. Yeah. So he's a master. He's the ma- he is the master of the game of football. Oh, absolutely. No shadow of a doubt. I'm very honored. Yeah, I'm very honored to, uh, to have him as my master of football. Yeah, uh, growing up through that the Ajax youth system, uh, Brian, what what was that like then? I guess did, did they teach you everything when when you were in that um, in that setup? It was like a military uh, system. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah, Johan was so strict, you know. Mm. See, hey, you had a couple of rules, only two or three rules, and you should stick with that. If you didn't execute those rules, listen. He killed you. He killed you because the team always in front of the individual. And when the team functions, when everybody executes executes the team functions well, always one of the individuals will shine. Yeah. Will shine. And that was his vision. And he was right. He won everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 they certainly did. Um, but when you were growing you, you, you played. You, you came through with some um, some great players at Ajax at that time. Of course, what were they like? I mean, the likes of was Dennis Bergkamp, Ronald de Boer, and what have you. Jan Wouters, of course, was there at the time as well. Yeah. So, what yeah. some great players, weren't they? Yeah, Dennis and Dennis and I, we 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 were very very well attached to each other when we played in the youth together. Yeah. So we have we shared the same humor, and you know we we. We had, we had always fun with each other, and uh, and yeah. Later on, we got colleagues in, 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 into Ajax uh, as uh, as coaches, and uh, I was always really close uh, in the youth with, uh, with, 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 with 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 Dennis. Yeah. And afterwards, he played for Arsenal and he played for nothing. So that was very nice to play against him uh, in those times. Yeah, absolutely. Can you can you remember making your professional debut, Brian? Oh yes, oh yes. It was uh, there was a very special uh, moment for me because uh, yeah, Jan Cruyff uh, 
calls my my dad on on Friday, no, on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, and no, no, no. Tony Brownstad, his assistant, called uh, called my dad, and uh, I uh, took him on the phone. So Friday, uh, you you train me the first team. I said, what, 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 wait a minute, first team? <laughs> I have to go to school. I have to go to school. Uh, uh, Gaffer, I have to go to school. No problem. Everything is arranged. You come and train. And 9.30 at the club and then uh, 10.30 is uh, training. So that, that was something. Okay, I was I was 17. And Jan Wouters, Stanley Menzo, Johnny van Schip, Frank Rijkaard. All the big names were there. Yeah. And so from the, that weekend, I, 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 I trained with, uh, with that team. And it was, that, that only was special already. And then, yeah, okay, you, you expect to begin on the bench. Eh? You, you, you make your debut, you begin on the bench. That's normal. Yeah. So when the team talk started, <laughs> he was writing all the names. And number 11, Brian Roy. I said, what the? What the? Jesus Christ, I was, I was shaking. I was shaking. And what are you doing now? But everything went fine. And I had a good game. And I scored in my debut. And that's. Brilliant. That changed my whole life. Yeah. That changed my whole life. Yeah, fantastic memories, of course. Um, I was going to ask as well, that there was a Scottish player there at the time as well, Ali Dick. Do you have any memories of him? Ali Dick was a very nice guy. Very nice guy. Very nice. He's such a friendly person. Yeah. But he, 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 he got injured. He got injured at a certain moment. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Robbie David came into his place. And then he got injured as well. And then, yeah, I, Johan gave me the chance. Johan Kraft gave me the chance to, to, to play. So, so it was like that. Okay, the 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 the, 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 the Robbie de Witt is injured from the first team. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Dick was injured. He played for the for the the second team. And then, yeah, then then I came. I was played for the under under eighteen or under nineteen. Okay, then you go. You can play. <laughs> <laughs> and- that that was it. So, but Alistair was a very, very, very talented uh, player. But he was a lot. He had a lot of injuries at I, so he was a bit unlucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He certainly was. Um, being a young boy, Brian, when, when you were put in straight away to, into the senior into the senior football and for your first game, and uh, did did you how was it? Was it a big jump to what you were used to, or because you'd have been like you said, only seventeen? Yeah. Well. I, I thought it was a big jump because I was nervous. I was so nervous. I was sitting my pants. Yeah. But of course, Johan Kraaf, he already saw what kind of talent I had and he, he, he had no worries. And uh, he gave me the confidence uh, to put me in as a 70-year-old boy, schoolboy. Yeah. And, yeah. and you feel that in a game, you feel that, you know. And, and the first, uh, you know, first ball I, I got, all the people were screaming and and cheering for me, and I was wow, 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 wow! Hey. This is terrific. Well, when you when you play youth games, you don't have that. Yeah. And then I I, I, I passed my uh, my opponent and uh, had a good action, and, uh, and uh, I was successful. And then the whole stadium was like wow, 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 <laughs> go over. And then I said, wow, this is this is something I want this every single time. This the, this kind of energy you get then from you know from the from the public and yeah yeah they uh, they had a very uh, very big influence of uh, of me having a successful uh, 
first game of uh, of Ajax. Yeah, and you won the league, of course, in eighty nine ninety. Just you won it by a point over PSV. Um, how yeah. how how good was that season for you? Yeah, that was a good season. It was a very good season, and uh, uh, yeah, we had a very good team with Leo Beinhacker and Beinhacker. Yeah, uh, former coach of uh, of the Dutch national team and Real Madrid. Very good coach, but that was that was a, that was a terrific year. But uh, in the end, with with the talent we had, all those four years, we should have uh, been three, four times champion yeah. of Holland. But I'm very happy with that uh, with that uh, one time because yeah, PSV Eindhoven had, had the best players with Guus Hiddink as a coach and uh, yeah, with Ronald Koeman, Søren Lerby. Romario was was playing, yeah. yeah. And they tried to buy all... They, he bought all the best play, players from Ajax away. So Koeman went to PSV, Panenberg went to PSV, Keith went there, you know. So uh, so that, that that was a good move from uh, Chris because three, four years uh, in a row, they were champions. And yeah. we, went, yeah, we, we got that one chance to uh, to be a champion in, uh, to win the league in, that, in, the, in those periods. But yeah, in the end, we played the best football all those years from 87 till yeah let's say 92 we played the best football in all Holland yeah but we were young we were young yeah, yeah we were young yeah yeah they certainly were speaking of 92 of course you won the UEFA Cup you beat Torino um, was that a good, yeah. me- good memory for you winning that that, that European trophy Brian ah oh, beautiful memory beautiful <laughs> memory yeah yeah and, and, and that in, 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 at home you know, yeah, uh, yeah. At, uh, in Amsterdam, that was, uh, yeah, that's, that that was something big, something I won't, won't ever forget. And uh, yeah, um, and and afterwards, yeah, we played uh, the European uh, 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 European Cup for uh, for Holland. It was also uh, we yeah, should have yeah. been there champions in Sweden, but uh, yeah, winning the the UEFA Cup with Ajax. Yeah, it was something very beautiful and something I'm very proud of. Yeah, you said you won it in Amsterdam. Of course, that was before the, the Amsterdam Arena. You played at Demir in the Olympic Stadium. What, yeah. What, what, were these, yeah. what were these stadiums like to play at? Yeah, the, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I say. There's so much emo, emotion and so much history in those yeah. stadiums. And um, uh, yeah, of course, uh, we had to... I would have liked to... to to stay at that at that place in the mirror because you know with Liverpool and Manchester history stays yeah the history of the whole club and the energy stays on the same place and that's something special and and every single club should big club should always keep the heritage on one place yeah yeah, absolutely. If they can certainly do so, they they, they should do that. You, you touched on um, playing for Holland at ninety two. Of course, you you made your debut in eighty nine. I mean, what was that like? Was it against Denmark? You made your your, your Holland yeah. debut. That must have been yeah, must 19. have been a, must have been a proud moment for you, Brian. Yeah, very proud moment. You know, so uh, it was in the Olympic Stadium against Denmark. I remember I didn't play that good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was the beginning, beginning uh, for yeah for for yeah a very good career as a, as a, as an international, and uh, you know I'm very proud to have been uh, representing my country as a football player, you know, and uh, yeah. 
and I'm happy. Uh, I'm ha- very happy with my career. And I'm happy. Per- I'm a very happy person at the moment. So yeah, I did well. <laughs> yeah, well, you certainly did. Yeah, you, you went to Italia ninety, of course. You were in the squad, but you played it. At, you, yeah. Like you said, Euro ninety two. Um, yeah. What was that like playing playing in that tournament and playing playing against yeah. the Germans? Yeah, that was a good game. Um, we, yeah, I think we played very good football, and uh, and we should have won that tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we got kicked out against Denmark, and uh, it was not that we played that bad, but we couldn't score. Sometimes yeah. that happens. We couldn't score. <laughs> and, yeah, my Marco, Marco from Bas, Marco from Boston was very, very unlucky in that game, and uh, yeah, and yeah, due to uh, due to how do you penalties, uh, we lost that game, and it was. It's a very big disappointment, uh, was that and those, at those times, but uh, you know that happens. Yeah, uh, of course you played it at USA '94 as well, a, cu- a couple of years later, and I remember yep. watching that that classic game you played against Brazil. What a game that was! What was that like to um, to play in? It didn't start in the first eleven, but uh, in the second half I came in, and uh, yeah, and then uh, we I came in, and uh, we it was we were two 0 behind. And we got to yeah, we got level at two two, and that that goal from Branco, yeah, that he killed us. He yeah. killed us big time, big player Branco with his left pick. Oh, but yeah, uh, it was a, it was a good experience, but it was so hot in the in yeah the, yeah in the, in the USA. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was too hot, but okay, you know, uh, we played some good matches there. Yeah, we showed that uh, as a small country. How we, how our vision is, how good we are, how good we can play as a team, but uh, we were a bit unlucky. Yeah, uh, it was Dick Advocate, as you said, w- was a coach. Then um, he's known as being quite a, a strict coach as well. How, how did you find him? What was he like to play under? He was good. He was very. He was. He was a good coach, you know. And I, he was like the assistant coach from Rinus Michels, yeah. and there he learned a lot. At in '92, and there I was already with him. And actually, that that kind of uh, coaching he took with him for the rest of his career, and you see what happened with him. Now he's with Feyenoord doing great things. He's with Feyenoord doing great things, and I'm so happy that he's uh, getting uh, Feyenoord to the next level again. You know, you know, Ajax Feyenoord is like Manchester United, uh, Manchester City, but yeah. we need Feyenoord to uh, get on top level again because you know uh, that makes the Dutch competition uh, we're a bit uh, exciting again. Yeah, it certainly does. It's good that he's, he's still going strong. Um, you scored a you scored a, a, a few cracking goals uh, during your career, Brian. I remember one at, at Hamden Park. You scored against Scotland. It was near near enough at the, the corner flag. Um, can you remember much about that game played in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played a good game as a team there, and uh, I had yeah, I scored one goal. Yeah, I scored I scored a goal against against Scotland in a beautiful stadium, Hamden Park. Yeah, unbelievable. And the public, you know, the the crowd was unbelievable, singing all through the game. You know, even when uh, Scotland was losing, they was they kept on singing. Yeah, that that kids also the opponent such a boo, so much energy. I was I was enjoying my game there in uh, in, in Glasgow. Oh, uh, yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, Euro '96. You never made the squad there. Was that were you injured then, or did, did what was the reason for that? No, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I, uh, you know, I went from uh, Fodja to Nottingham. Yeah. And at Fodja and in Holland, I always played uh, at the left side. But at Nottingham, I such a, <laughs> I 
such a good season. Uh, and I played one time for the Dutch national team in the first inning. And I was at that left, left side and I didn't get a ball and I didn't play good. Mm. And, I, and then I, I said, I don't want to play at the left side anymore. Uh, against Kuzinik, and I never should have told him that because that's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah. That's my ego was too big then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was it. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes in life you do stupid things as oh, long yeah. as you see that uh, when you're older. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, back to the, the the club football. Of course, you left Ajax in '92. Were you were you sad to leave at the time, or did you feel that you wanted a, a fresh challenge? Very sad, very sad. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. I had some problems with the uh, with uh, Louis van Gaal, and yeah. uh, you know, after after winning the the cup and uh, playing all the games for in uh, Euro '92. I was so tired at the, at the beginning of the season. So the first month, I was not good, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, he put me in a second team, not on the bench, but he put me in a second team. And uh, I was so devastated and angry with, uh, with him that uh, I played. After after three weeks, I started to perform again in the second team of Ajax. And then uh, I had a choice or start on the bench against fine or the way or going to Foggia mm. and uh, I went to Foggia and uh, yeah, uh, yeah football wise it was the most stupid <laughs> stupid choice I could ever make but uh, mental wise it was the best choice I've ever made because mm. I'm a happy man now yeah um, of course uh, your agent at the time was it Mino Raiola was he just starting out at, at, the, at the time back then yeah, Mina Raiola and uh, Rob Janssen. Wow. But uh, Mina Raiola and me, uh, yeah, grew up to be best friends, and we still are. Excellent. And uh, yeah, and he he organized everything for me in Foggia. I didn't want him to go away. He so he stayed for three, four months, and when he went for <laughs> what, for three days away, I almost cried. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't speak the language. <laughs> he sat on the bench next to Zdenek Zeman, the coach then, uh, to, to, to tell me what to do, you know. He painted my house together with me or with, with, with the people. You know, he was he was like uh, my, 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 big, my big brother and I'm always thankful for him for that. And you see uh, what, is, uh, what kind of uh, agent he is now, you know. Oh, yeah. He's the biggest agent yeah. there is at the moment that, you know, some uh, some clubs don't like him, but he's, he he goes for his players, and his players are the most important uh, for him. And uh, you know, when you're when 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 the, when the club is not happy, yeah, that that that's it. But he fights for his players, and uh, that's uh, how it's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, at Afogi, you played in Serie A when it was possibly, well, arguably the, the best league in the world at the time. What what was it like to, to play in that, that division? Was it tough because a lot of the teams are, are pretty good yeah, defensively? It a, yeah, it was a dream. It was a dream. It, 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 yeah, at, at that time, it was the best league. Yeah. It was the best league, you know. And slowly then afterwards, the Premier League took that over. Yeah. But from 92 to 94, it wasn't like that. And uh, yeah, and, and that, that was something, something very special. So much history in that country, uh, football-wise. And uh, I had one of the best coaches uh, in the world as well, Denek Seaman. Yeah. And then you know, I have I had one of my best times there in my career. 
and with a with a with a small uh, small club uh, for yeah yeah we ended up we ended we ended up almost getting into Europe for, for one point and staying up in the league and uh, playing spectacular football and, and and scoring a lot of goals and having a lot of assists and uh, yeah I grew as a as a football player big time in uh, in Italy further on I, I took that with me that learning process to England to Nottingham and uh, yeah two seasons uh, of happiness there and then yeah injury uh, injuries uh, killed me a bit yeah when Nottingham Forest came in for you Brian was I noticed there, were, there was other clubs in Italy that, 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 that wanted to take you on but what attracted you to Nottingham Alan Hill <laughs> <laughs> Alan Hill <laughs> yeah he, he, I had to yeah, Alan, it was so nice for me, and he made me feel at home. And Frank Clark, Frank Clark also, he was so he was such a gentleman. Yeah, he was such a nice person. He uh, so I had two or three talks with uh, with them, and uh, I said to my manager then, Rob Janssen, "How can we go with that?" And during actually the day uh, I had to sign for uh, Nottingham, Arsenal uh, called wow. my manager. And uh, Runa Hauge, I never forget that. And uh, Rob Johnson told me, okay, what we're going to do? <laughs> I said, no, I gave my word. So we go for nothing. Wow. And that was that. And they took Glenn Helder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. They, they, they took him, yeah. Um, you had a great first season at Nottingham Forest. Um, you struck up a, a great partnership with, with Stan Collymore and you finished third in the table. How, how, how much did you enjoy playing that season? Uh, well, I had two two great seasons, two yeah, yeah. big seasons. But uh, the first season was uh, yeah was was our best as a team, and not only Stan Stan was terrific. He was such a good strike striking partner for me, you know. Uh, and yeah, now without without you know we we felt each other. But the whole team, the whole team was good. Everybody yeah. knew uh, his, his 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 task and. Uh, they were all good guys. We had such it's such so much fun. Also away from the from the pitch, you know. So uh, that and that was I think even more important uh, to yeah to find each other uh, yeah, inside of the pitch. So uh, yeah, we had yeah, we, we 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 played spectacular and uh, yeah, and and Frank Clark made us play also spectacular and he put everybody in the right place and uh, yeah. It was uh, all. I think, yeah, I, I can I really. That was my best season ever. The first season uh, uh, in Nottingham, and I had so much fun, so much fun playing football. Not only, and I didn't even play the left. I played behind the stand. Yeah, yeah. And English football was it a big um, change to what you were used to in, in Holland and in Italy. Yeah, yeah. It was a big change. It was a big change. Was a big change. The energy in every single stadium, every single stadium was full. Every single away game, it was a full stadium. And also because we, yeah, we, 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 we played in the top league, top of the first three, three, four uh, 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 teams. So every single uh, away game was full. Uh, the home game was full always. Yeah. And uh, what I always remember just before we. We kicked off, then right, and the away gay, away people started to cheer and come on, and also at home game, unbelievable. The energy in every single stadium was, yeah, was 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 magic, was magic. 
I had a magical time in uh, in England. Really, it was magic. Yeah. How much did you enjoy playing at the, the city ground, Brian? And was there any other stadiums that you enjoyed playing at? Well, yeah, the city ground, I enjoyed the, the, the best, of course. It was the home ground of, um, yeah. of Forest. And yeah, yeah, the people love me, you know, and there's, when there's love for you, you know, there's confidence and there's uh, trust and strength. So uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, how do you call it? That, that works vice versa. Yeah. So uh, I always felt at ease uh, at, the, at the city ground. So, uh, yeah, I have great, great, great memories uh, uh, at Nottingham. Yeah, of course, there were some big characters there at the time. You mentioned Stan Collmore. Stuart Pearce, of course, was, was there as well. He's known as a, a right hard man as well. Was, did you enjoy playing alongside him? Yeah, I had so much fun with him. I had so much fun with, with, with Stuart. And he had also uh, he had a couple of great seasons there as well. He played... I think he played one of his best seasons as well there than uh, at Nottingham. Yeah. And yeah, he, he, really, but Stewart is one of the best players I've ever played with. Believe me, he was yeah. always, you know, a, a good professional. Every single training he was on top of his game, you know. And but, but 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 most of all, a very nice lad. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. Um, of course, when the time yeah. came in, you let you left Forest, the club um, get relegated in that in that that third season. Um, we, we, you said you had a few injuries. Were you sad to leave uh, in the end? You went to Hertha Berlin. Yeah, in a way, I was sad, of course, because I, I had a good time. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I, at a certain point, I had so much uh, uh, hamstring injuries. You know, and yeah. it's it's the most unlucky moments. You know. And I was I was working hard uh, with, with with the physical coach. I never I never forget that. But uh, you know, uh, I, I was playing at the top top level since I was seventeen. So uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, when I was twenty seven to twenty eight, everything started to to crack down in my body. <laughs> no, I, I was I had, my strength was my speed. So. Uh, yeah, my strength was my speed, and that takes that. Yeah, that ask, you ask a lot from your body, then you know. So uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, I was sad to leave, and I went to Hertha Berlin, and that that was not a good period for me. Also, yeah. a lot of injuries, but uh, when I look back at my career, I'm very satisfied, and uh, you know, I I, uh, I I I I lived my dream, and I'm really I'm still living my dream. So I'm very grateful. Who've been a football player and that have been playing in in Germany, also a big major country to play football in. Oh yeah, and and in Italy and in uh, in England and in Holland, I'm blessed. Well, absolutely, Brian. You've had a terrific career. And you said that you're you're still you're still living the dream. Of course, you're in uh, charge of the the, Is it the youth set up there that you're you're currently involved in. That no, I'm uh, I'm now uh, I left. I left Ajax uh, six, seven years ago. I was there uh, a youth coach for 13 years. And uh, yeah, now I'm uh, an entre- entrepreneur and uh, wow. doing uh, some business. And yeah, living, uh, yeah, li- living, living life. Yeah. I live my life. I have time for my kids. I have time for my parents. I live close to my kids. And uh, at this moment of time, uh, yeah, that's, that's the most important thing uh, in my life. I'm 50. What I'm going to do? 
Yeah, quite right. Enjoy yourself, Brian. You've certainly, you've certainly earned it, that's for sure. I was, I was going to ask well, a couple of final questions. In terms of players that you played with, is there one player that, that stood out uh, as the best player that you played with? I got Oh, yeah. And I played with some of the fans, and I got Ronald Koeman, Stuart Beers, a lot of good players. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I, I'm lucky, I'm, I'm very lucky that I am. Uh, I, I, I played with one of the best generations of uh, of uh, Dutch uh, football players like Gullit, Schreikart, Van Basten, Koeman, Vanenburg, and uh, I learned a lot from them. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a blessing. That's a blessing for me. I played with a lot of good players, and that's uh, not every single player can say that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You certainly did. You played with some absolute stars, and you were a star world class, world class players, world class players. Yeah. World class players. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Brian, that'll do us there. Thank you very much for coming on. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to your story in the game. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a, it's a pleasure talking to you and to the uh, English public. You know, uh, very happy to uh, talk with you guys, and uh, hopefully, uh, everybody can go to the stadiums very soon again. Yeah, fingers I'm very confident about that, actually. Yeah, what was it like at the, in, in, in Holland at the moment? When, when do they plan on getting the football back? Yeah, they stopped the league. They stopped yeah. the league. They stopped the league. So uh, the, they will uh, start the league, I guess, something in August of uh, September uh, again. Yeah. So uh, there's no football at this moment of time in Holland. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Excellent stuff. O'Brien, thank you very much for coming on. No problem. It was a pleasure. That was episode 55 of the Talking Football Podcast with Brian Roy. I hope you enjoyed it as ever. If you want to listen to any previous shows, you can catch them all in Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and Podbean. Be sure to also subscribe to the Talking Football website. That's talkingfitball.co.uk where you can listen back to all the interviews and there's a host of great articles on there as well. If you're on Twitter, you can reach us at Talking underscore Football and we're on Facebook too. Hope you can join me again next week when I'll be chatting with another Forest legend. But until then, keep safe. Bye for now.